Welcome to our study on the book of James. You know, the book of James is about maturing in our Christian walk, learning to live every moment of our day for Christ. But to mature in our Christian walk, we need to be fed spiritual food, don't we? We need to feast on the Word of God. Well, in James chapter 1, verses 19 to 27, James is going to state here that we have three responsibilities toward the Word of God. In verses 19 to 21, it says that we are to receive the Word. And then in verses 22 to 25, it says that we are to practice the Word. And then lastly, in verses 26 to 27, it says that we are to share the Word. Ladies, if we are to mature in our Christian walk, each and every one of us individually need to examine our own hearts and lives in light of the Word of God. You know, the Word of God, ladies, is our instruction book for life, right? It is the living Word of God. You know, in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12 says, For the Word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Oh, ladies, we need to be in that Word of God daily, don't we? We need to be absorbing to our inner being what He is trying to teach us. Now, you cannot do this in five minutes, where you sit down and you read a few scriptures and then off you go into your daily routine. Ladies, if you think that you can mature and grow in your Christian walk and not spend time in the Word of God, then you're just kidding yourself. Oh, ladies, we need to spend time cultivating our relationship with God. Now, I know we all have busy lives, but if we don't spend that time with Jesus Christ, we will never grow in our Christian walk, and we will not be fulfilled in this lifetime. Ladies, it is only what we do with the opportunities that God has given us that will matter in the end. I understand busy, and I know that, and there's just sometimes simply does not seem to be enough time in a day to get everything that needs to be done done. But we need to prioritize our time and make sure that we set aside time to be in the Word of God, cultivating our relationship with Him. You know, on a personal note, I have gotten so busy at times between studying for our Bible study and all the different ministries that my husband and I are involved in, along with the regular everyday chores that we have to do, that sometimes my cat ends up having to remind me that, hey, you're getting a little too busy. The picture on the screen is a picture of my cat, Sammy, at the time we first got him. And, you know, he loved to get on that computer with me and as I studied and watched. But now... It's actually become an enemy to him because it is taking my time away from him. In fact, he will actually come up, get on my lap, and in my face, and say, Hey, pay attention to me. And if while I am holding him on my lap, and he is in my face, if I try to do something on the computer, oh, he looks at that computer with the most grumpiest look, and then he looks back at me as if to say, Hey, don't even think about it. He's saying, you know, when I'm here on your lap, you pay attention to me, not to that computer. In fact, he has even learned when he wants attention that 
He will go to his room, lay on his bed, and wait for me to notice that he is not around. And I'll say, where is Sammy? And I'll go look for him, find him in his little room, on his bed, and sure enough, he turns over and gets his little belly rubbed. You know, ladies, Sammy reminds me of a little checkpoint that I need to think about. How many times is Christ trying to get our attention? How many times do we try to do other things while we are spending time with him when he doesn't have our full attention? And how many times is Christ waiting for us to seek him? In our own life, are we spending enough time, and not just time, but quality time? Are we giving God our full attention? So as we begin our first section of receiving the word, let's turn over to James chapter 1, verse 19. It says, So then, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, and slow to wrath. Here James is talking to his Jewish brothers and sisters in Christ, and he is commanding them to be swift to hear, slow to speak, and slow to wrath. You know, ladies, these are great principles that we need to listen to. You ever try to talk to someone and you can tell that they really aren't listening to what you're trying to say to them? They may be looking at you, but it is going in one ear and right out the other. Well, James is telling these Christians to be swift to hear. Ladies, as Christians, we are to be quick to hear what God has to tell us. That is, we need to be careful listeners, making sure that we pay attention in order to get the message right. Let's say you're studying God's Word and have 50 million other things going on in your mind, or 50 million distractions come up. It tells us our next mistake that we make when looking into that mirror. It says, For he observes himself going away and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. This sounds like denial, doesn't it? We look into the mirror and can't believe what we are seeing, so we block it out of our memory, walk away, and try to forget it. Well, Wearsby here shows us three examples of men in the Bible and how they responded to what they saw in the mirror. Isaiah, in Isaiah 6-5, acknowledged his flaw as he examined his life through the light of Jesus. It says, So I said, Woe is me, for I am undone, because I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. And then we have Peter, and his response was that he fell at Jesus' knees and cried. In Luke chapter 5, verse 8, it says, When Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. And the last person is Job. And Job acknowledged his flaws as he confessed. In Job 42, verse 6 says, Therefore I abhor myself and repent in dust and ashes. Oh, ladies, we need to read the scripture asking God to reveal to us the areas in our own lives that we need to mature in 
And then don't just walk away, but do something about it. Turn over to James chapter 1, verse 25. It says, But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it and is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this one will be blessed in what he does. Ladies, if we are to be used by God's mirror profitably, then we must gaze into it carefully and with serious intent. No quick glances will do here. We must examine our own lives and our hearts in the light of God's word. And this requires time, attention, and sincere devotion. Ladies, did you know that in Latin, the word for intent, intentus taught, means to stretch out or to lean toward? We need to change our attitude toward the flaws in our lives. Instead of ignoring them and leaning away from that mirror, our intent needs to be redirected toward the mirror, like the Latin meaning shows, leaning toward it. We need to lean toward that mirror, examining ourselves closely so that we may see what the Lord has to tell us. Don't be afraid of what you see when you look into that mirror. Think of it as an opportunity for Christ to mold you into what he wants you to be. Ladies, you are his workmanship and he will perfect you with his perfect plan. Let's say what the psalmist as it says in Psalms 139, 23-24. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my anxieties. And see if there is any wicked way in me. And lead me in the way everlasting. So... We are to receive the word, practice the word, and lastly, we are to share the word. Here in verses 26 to 27, we see that we are to practice pure religion, sharing it with others through speech, service, and separation from the world. Let's look at the verses. It says, If anyone among you thinks he is religious and does not bridle his tongue, but deceives his own heart, this one's religion is useless. Pure and undefiled religion before God and the Father is this, to visit orphans and widows in their trouble and to keep oneself unspotted from the world. Ladies, our tongue reveals our heart, doesn't it? If our heart is right, then our speech will be right also. Pure religion does not focus upon form and ritual and ceremony. It focuses upon the power of God to change lives eternally. And it reaches out to change people's lives. You know, pure religion means living a life that is honoring to God. Having a personal relationship with God. And in so doing what the word of God says. You know, one of the things that James is telling us here to do in verse 27 is to visit orphans and widows in their trouble and to keep oneself unspotted from the world. Ladies, as children of God, we are in the world physically, but we are not of the world 
spiritually. This is not our permanent home. We are only here temporarily. But while we are here, we must live every moment of our lives for the honor and glory of God. Ladies, face that mirror and don't hide from it. Look to God's word to grow. Look into that mirror with expectations of beauty in God's eyes. See the potential that God has in store for you and not for what you are. Lean toward the goal of Christian maturity. I have enjoyed studying God's word with you today and I look forward to being with you again as we continue our study on the book of James. Until then, God bless.